Good morning, it's Matt Berman from Made From Scratch. And this morning I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the 18 month mark for a new company, startups. My, uh, my company has just passed the 18 month mark and it's really exciting and I think I get why that's sort of the uh, magic time marker for when when it's a make or break moment like how can you how do you know that it's coming up you know why why 18 months so I think in one way it's very similar to a new relationship now that's not to say that after 18 months you know if you're gonna marry this person or not or if it there's a literal make or break but I think 18 months in a relationship is a pretty good time marker for indicating how your relationship is going to go one way or another is it going to be relatively good is it going to be pretty shitty or you know or what and the reason being one thing is that we are all very emotionally tied to seasons um, whether that's nostalgia or physicality you know if it's darker longer that tends us towards uh, sadness or depression or or mellow behavior um, and so after 18 months, you've been with a person or in, in this case, you know, with a company, let's go back to that. So you've been with your company for every season, at least once and two seasons, likely twice, you know, by by 18 months. Um, and so that means that you've you've spent time together through every season. You know what seasonal changes will look like in terms of, um, you know, the industry you're in, the market you're serving. Um, you know, it's also a number of, depending on what kind of business you're in, you know, sale, there's sales cycles, right? So, you know, VCs fundraise for like two years and then they rock out another three years. Um, there are certain businesses, you know, seasonal businesses, small, um, independent businesses that they, they only exist in the summertime. Um, you know, other business, so we're not really talking about that kind of stuff because they don't, they don't get 18 months of season. Um, but for most businesses, you know, there's seasonal sales cycles. You, you really tend to kill it in one month or one quarter and it tends to be a worst quarter, just the way that things go. Um, and so after 18 months, you get to see the personality of your company, the personality of yourself as a business person. And I have found so much growth in just 18 months. It's insane. Uh, I feel like I grew more in the last 18 months than I have the last 18 years. It's insane. So if you're, uh, if you're building a business and you're in your first year, uh, doesn't matter how good or shitty things are going, like 18 months is definitely a milestone. Um, so be prepared for that. I think a year is a milestone too, but 18 months is really that point where, you know, sort of make a break and you start to find your lane. I know that's happening for me. So if you're, if you're in a new business and you want to talk about this, call in, let me hear from you. This segment's going to be industry specific. So from time to time, um, I'm going to post things about a specific industry. Um, so for listeners, you know, you can kind of glean something interesting, maybe business wise, but if you're in the industry I'm talking about, it'd be especially important. And the industry I want to talk about is lighting because, uh, I know quite a bit about that industry, having worked in it pretty exclusively prior to launching this business. And one of the things that I've seen, and this is definitely, um, seen across the board, different industries is that there are the number of companies being built and I'm gonna say it this way, from the outside of the lighting industry, and they're attempting to disrupt it, disrupt the lighting industry, just like technology has seemed to disrupt almost every part of human life. And uh, some of these companies that are doing this are built out of the Silicon Valley, or they've got capital finance from people you know, who've been in tech. 
And because LEDs are the dominant or do becoming the dominant form of lighting and growing every year, um, people assume that it's ripe for a disruption, right? And so now people are disrupting the disruption. And one of the problems is that, you know, with technology, you can scale a technology business very quickly. You know, so if you build a piece of software, it's, it's fairly simple and, um, and quick. No, maybe not simple. Simple is the wrong word. It's, it, you, you can quickly scale to every computer or phone in the world, right? Like if you've got a social network, you know, it's not easy, you know, so I take back simple and easy, but it's not easy to um, convince people to use it. But if they've got a phone, it is easy to get it to them. And you can estimate how many phones there are and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, technology has also made it easier to scale e-commerce. So even if you're selling a physical product for all those people with computers and phones, it's easier than ever to get at those people, advertise directly to them, and you can you can convert sales. And, and because people have, have their own individual buying habits, you can scale that kind of thing pretty quickly. Here's what you can't necessarily scale so quickly. Anything related to construction, okay? So lighting is intimately tied to construction because a lot of the money that's spent on lighting is for new buildings or even retrofits, you know, that's construction. So if you're renovating a building, you're probably gonna change out the lights. Um, whether or not LEDs are still working, that's the other thing, you know, LEDs now have a lifespan of, you know, it's like 20 years or something ridiculous like that. You could have them on all the time, but if you're renovating and you're changing style, people might toss those kind of bulbs. So, you know, th that's one thing that some of the people um, who kind of enter the industry from the outside don't necessarily think about. The other thing is you, you can only scale so much, like there's only so much lighting that's going to be purchased in a given time period and it's intimately tied to construction and it's intimately tied to regional or local forces. So there's so many layers of complexity in a buying decision of a piece of lighting equipment that you can't scale it direct to a consumer. It's not bought that way. And most people, especially in digital marketing, they just have no clue what it is to leverage an entire sales channel piece by piece um, at a very high level. They know how to sell a lot of stuff to a lot of different people. Um, and get it to them kind of directly. And, and there's what I call nonlinear sales dynamics. This is a concept that we're developing here at MADE and we've brought to clients in the lighting industry and outside the lighting industry, especially when things are disrupted. It's sort of a way to connect the dots in a really uh, meaningful and easy to understand way. So more about that at another time, maybe in the next segment. So rounding out, this, uh, this segment here for all those um, business owners, sales people, marketing folks out there listening. Um, you know, I'm gonna, I'll make it more universal now. Um, if, you're, if you're in a technology-based business or a business that you believe is technology-based, look out for all the forces outside of exactly what you do. And especially if you're trying to disrupt an industry you know very little about, you better learn a lot about that industry because there's plenty of forces at play you have no idea about that you cannot scale simply with more, more or better technology. All right, so critically think anchorites. Is that what we're calling ourselves, anchors? Um, if you got an idea about that, definitely call in. I have no idea what to call myself 
and uh, fellow anchor users. That sounds kind of lame, anchor users. So call in if you got a question about that. Call in if you got a suggestion for anchor users. I think it is so important, and I'm learning this for myself right now, so important to connect physical exercise to business goals. And I'll tell you why. If you're trying to sell a product, reach some kind of marketing or branding goal, uh, make a difference with your company, there are gonna be mental blocks to that success, for sure. There's gonna be things like, you can't figure out what the pitch ought to be to get someone to close. There's gonna be the thought of, does this ad make sense or will it alienate people? There's gonna be, who do I have to call? How many people do I have to call? Who do I have to talk? All that kind of stuff, right? Then there's very physical elements to that job, like getting up and being in the, at your desk and working for a certain period of time, or um, you know, being able to stay awake, or you know, whatever whatever the thing is, right? But if you can make, if you can tie mental activity to physical activity, which is exactly what exercise itself does, more leaning on the physical side, it allows you to do the same thing with abstract concepts. You know, the, the, the concept of I'm too tired is abstract. Now there's a certain physical limitation, but I think that it's, it's probably true that we typically stop before our body could physically keep going. Like, I know I have felt exhausted, but I'm sure if, you know, gun pointed in my head, I could do another push up. you know? Um, so with that being said, when you're facing a bit, when I'm facing a business goal, right? And I can think about it in physical terms, or if I can correlate it to a sport, or correlate it to war, or correlate it to a game that I understand, it's much easier to get over that mental hump, one, and two, it's definitely easier to just take the action, because it, 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 it seems less dependent on the abstract. So if you're finding yourself stuck, um, and, and don't know how to get out of being stuck, you know, not that you're just challenged getting out of being stuck, but that you actually have no idea what to do. You may be stuck in an abstract. And the way to get out of an abstract is somehow make it physical, I think. So, you know, it could be simple as going out for a walk or run or doing push-ups or finding some kind of physical activity to get your brain working. Or you need to, you need to recontextualize the abstract in a way that you can understand it and make it relevant to you. You know, you don't necessarily need to go reach for a business book or a self-help book. You may just need to sit and think, which, you know, we're not all that great at anymore, us people. Um, so that's connect the physical to the mental, especially in business. And it makes things amazing, amazingly easier um, to understand um, and to take action on. So I can't say that I started running right now because of what you said. I was actually already on my run when I came across your segment. But I wanted to just call in because literally, this is what I'm doing right now, uh, making uh, the, the mental connect with the physical. And so I'm out getting a run on, get things moving and going when I woke up. This is the last thing I wanted to do. Now that I'm up doing it, it feels great. And I feel energized and charged. So I think you're making some really valid points. Uh, thanks for, uh, for sharing all that.